Hey everybody, Rev DDT here for another broadcast. Rev DDT's Universal Broadcast. Broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev DDT. <laughs> uh, not to get that out of the way or anything, but you know how it goes. So I was going to do a Sunday broadcast and I couldn't. Yes, I had a block. Um, an inner block. I, I know it was coming from God because um, uh, he was preparing me for this broadcast, which I didn't know at the time he was doing. I just knew it was him. I, was, I talked to him all Sunday about it. Come on, let me do this broadcast. There's something i got to say. I know there is. And um, anyway, it wasn't until this morning when I sat up in my bed after being gone out of my body for a few hours. I sat up in my bed, looking around the room, going, cool, okay, I'm here. Okay, I know where I'm at. Because morning, yesterday morning when I did, again, once again, this happened before night. We talked about it in another broadcast. I sat up in my bed and uh, did not know where I was at. As a matter of fact, it took me about an hour to figure out where I was at. Yesterday, though, it only took me a few minutes, but I sat up in my bed because I snapped back really fast. I don't even know why I snapped back. I just did um, from where I was at. And I was visiting some friends on another planet somewhere. I don't even know where. I can't tell you what direction it is because I have no clue what direction the planet was facing, <laughs> you know, and how far back we were because how, how far we move every day. You know, I, you know it, it, it's almost impossible to position because we can't use our sun to position ourselves. We can in our in our own galaxy, but not outside of our galaxy. We can. It's, it's the universe is huge. There's no way to tell. But anyway, I was somewhere out there, um, and I was visiting some friends, and um, I snapped back so fast that I lost some of the memory of what I was <laughs> what I was doing. And when I was on my way, I it was really strange too because this time I could sense I was snapping back, and it felt like kind of like I was going through a tunnel, but I wasn't. But um. But I lost some of the memory of what I was doing and who I was with. I, I know a couple of people I was with, but I lost, you know, things that, things we were doing together. And there were cool things. I knew that because I, I, was, I had so much joy. It was in, unbelievable. But on the way back through, when I went through the astral plane back into my body, I lost stuff in the, in the confusion in there. That, that area is a very confusing plane. It has a, a lot of static in it and stuff. And I lost some of that. And as I was losing that, I couldn't remember where my body was at, what timeline I was in, I'm not kidding either, because I jumped, I jumped timeline a while back, and I'm so glad I did too, um, this is a much more peaceful timeline I'm in, jump timeline, I did that a few, a few, like five or six years ago, um, but I couldn't remember if I did that or not, and I couldn't remember where I was at, where, where I was, if I was even on this planet, I couldn't remember the planet, I couldn't remember anything, I just, my memory has gone from a lot, I thought things just, just wiped out of my memory for a few seconds, right? When it caught back, when my memory caught back up to my body, and my and my body, you know, I was sitting up on my bed at this point, and I started walking around my room, looking around, going, "Where in the hell am I at?" And I, I wasn't until I started looking at my artwork on my walls that I discovered, I realized where I was at. I was like, "Oh, good, thank God, I'm here," <laughs> you know. I had no idea where I where I was or anything. It just there was just a blank, a blank space. And I was going, oh, not this again, you know, because I, I know it since this before. The, the last time, it, it actually affected me. The first time it happened, it really affected me really hard. It, it uh, I, I started walking around this room crying, going, where am I at? Oh, I'm in, I'm in this place. Oh, crap, I'm in this place, this plane where there's pain. I'm in the plane of pain. I'm in this painful freaking place. And uh, that's all I could associate with this this place until about a half hour. And then after about a half hour, I calmed down. I was like, oh, good, thank God I'm here. <laughs> you know, I'm back home. Okay, cool. Okay, well, this is home, you know. But um, but it's not though. This really isn't home, and that that was the thing. One of the things I discovered to do that, through that, 
process. And I understand to say, you know, going to church and things like that, you, do, you know, talk about church, and do, we're just passing through as Christians, we're just passing through. You know, we're going from, we're going from heaven back to heaven, or whatever, you know, I, mean, I don't know, whatever they say, you know, I, I don't know, I, I believe that we came from heaven and we're going back to heaven, I don't know exactly what that looks like or where or how or whatever, but that's what I believe anyway, um, not because I said that, but because it's just something that's in my heart, it's always been in my heart. Um, but this is a place that we're passing through, we're not here permanently. We all know this. We know death is you know, so far. We're going to meet that that um, that lucky bastard, if you want to call him that, <laughs> you know, whatever death is. We're going to meet death out there somewhere on our on our on our on our timeline, uh, on our lifetime, and um, and leave this place, leave um, uh, body here, ashes, ashes, dust, and dust, whatever. I always thought this. You know, I've been thinking this for years, especially since I've seen some of the movies I've seen recently, where when people die, they just turn into uh, this light particles and they float off, right? You know, like in, let's say like if you've been watching um, Ragnarok, the Thor movies or any of that, you watched uh, Odin disappear, you know, in the, in the last movie in Ragnarok that I watched, so I just watched it a few days ago. Um, I have watched the other movies too, but, um, you know, in Ragnarok he disappears and it was really cool and I thought, man, that'd be what, that's, that's how it should be. shouldn't leave like your body where it has to decompose you know, or anything like that, but it kind of sucks because, you know, sneaky bodies in the ground and decomposing it's just kind of weird right you know but I think that would be really beautiful that would be a very beautiful way to leave well we do leave it a very beautiful way I've seen people leave their bodies when, they, when they've uh, passed away I've been there in the hospital when people have passed away and you know um, you know was there invited invited to come and play for a guy um, play music for a guy that was dying and he invited me to come play for him and um, you know and uh, yeah there was light there there's a lot of light there there's a ton of light there. When we go to hospitals and we pray for people that are sick, and there's light there, you know. Even people that you don't think would even have light, you know, would even be associated with light. There's light there, you know. Um, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's more, it's, it's like, it's like, it's more brilliant, more, more intense. The light is, um, and you can sense it's God, you know. You can sense it's God. You can sense there's something going on there, you know, something good going on. And then, um, and, um, and, you know, so, you know, I look, I look at these things, I think, man, it would really be cool if we did disappear like that. But we leave the way we do. We need death, we leave our body behind, and boom, we're off we go, you know. We're on a journey our whole lifetime. Um, here, we're on a journey here. We don't seem to think so because we, you know, we get up and we go to work. And we kind of mundane life. Get up, go to work every damn day. Come home every damn day. Same house, same people, same, you know, whatever. It's blah, blah, blah. We're going through this kind of, it seems like we're in a cycle. Kind of stuck sometimes and sometimes not. And then, But the truth is, is we're actually all moving forward. Always from birth to death, we're moving forward. Because death's not even the end. Death's just the door. Birth's not even the beginning. <laughs> we had our origins somewhere else. And uh, this is something that has been suppressed. There's been a lot of knowledge suppressed by liars out there that are teaching people lies and sowing lies into humanity. And they've been doing it for years, and I'm just so sick of it, man. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm just, oh, I've had it up to here. I've had it up past up to here with all the lies. The things I've discovered, man, oh, my God. They're lying to us, people. They've been lying to us for a long time. Start meditating. Just start meditating, and you'll discover something. Once you break through, have your breakthrough in meditation, you have to have a breakthrough in meditation, too. Once you have the breakthrough, you'll be changed. You'll, you'll never see things the same way again, ever, ever. It'll liberate you to the max, and you'll keep liberating as you keep going. And guess what? Yeah, you'll have to protect yourself, because when you come through the astral plane, these crazy freaking demons like to jump your ass, you know? I sat up on my bed here about two hours ago, and I was laying on my bed relaxing with my cat, 
And uh, there was one sitting at the foot of my bed, and I sensed it and sat up with my hatchet in my hand, because I still sleep with my hatchet, by the way. And I said, they don't bug me when I have a hatchet. No, no, they stay away from me. <laughs> they stay within, they stay, they stay out of reach. I sat up and I waved that hatchet around, and then crossed, crossed it over on my chest and laid back down. It left. And then I sat up in my bed and went, whoa, that just happened. You know? Yeah, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding. This is all real. It's all very true. But I'm going to tell you something, though. This is not why I got on this podcast, though. I was going to do the podcast today about something the Lord wanted me to talk about. And uh, I don't know exactly how I'm going to stitch it in here. So let's just start it off like this. Uh, Thank you, Jesus, for guiding me. Whew. (laughs) Ooh, doggies. Man. His presence is joy. <laughs> oh, oh, together. This is a story you're probably never going to hear it again from anybody else. And if you do, you probably it's because they got it from me. Because I'm the one that's going to bring this story first. Because nobody else has ever told this story before in their entire life. Because nobody knows about this story. I'm the only one that knows about this story. Even though the story is true, it's not true. Did you get all that? <laughs> this story is about Krakatoa Johnson, the exploding clown. And why is his name Krakatoa Johnson, the Exploding Clown? Well, we don't know. It's just written on his shirt, on the inside of his shirt. There are some things about Krakatoa Johnson that's written on there. And if you happen to find a piece of his shirt when he blows up, because he blows up, when you find a piece of his shirt and you read it, you'll read this. This property of excuse me. This is the property of Krakatoa Johnson, the Exploding Clown. We believe he was born in the 1600s. We're not sure he's still wandering there today. If you see him, make friends with him and make sure when he explodes that you remain his friend. Because he has no memory of anything that happens before or after that. Unless you're the last one he sees and he remembers you and you become his friend. This is how it goes, man. So one day I was, I was I heard this guy talking about this story about this clown that explodes. And I thought, oh, this is crazy, man. And he was talking about it. So here, here's how he's seen it. And this is what I heard. Where I met this old boy. He, uh, he was older than me, too. And, uh, you know, and I'm about ready to pass away here in a few years. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go be a, be a god. And, but I met this old boy. And he did not look like he was older than me. He looked like he was a lot younger than me, as a matter of fact. But he was older than me. Because um, when I did read the back of his shirt, I read down there that it's, he was born in the 1600s. Or at least they believe that. But um, when I talked to him, he... Uh, he, he had no recollection of who his parents were. He had no recollection of who, you know, you know, he didn't even know the fact that he was born fully clothed and dressed and makeup and everything as a clown. A little baby clown. He was born as a clown. Clown shoes, you name it. His clothes never came off him. They're always washed. They're always clean. But they never came off him. His shoes don't come off. The clown makeup don't come off. His hair is just crazy-ass hair. But he looks like, like a bozo's kid or something, you know. Just this crazy guy. He's got clown nose, clown paint, paint clown face and everything. And when the doctors actually saw him, when he, they freaked out. The nurses really freaked out. But he, 15 minutes after he, he, he was born, he exploded into bits and pieces all over the place. It was gross. It was, it was a mess. Just kaboom. Exploded. But... 15 minutes after he exploded, and it takes him 15 minutes, he reanimates. I'm not kidding you, he reanimates. He comes back together, all the pieces and parts come back together, and he has no recollection of what happened. But if he sees you, he remembers you. Well, it kind of freaked them nurses out, and, they, and his, his mom, she, she had a heart attack right on the spot and died. Freaked the nurses, freaked out the doctors, they just they couldn't, they couldn't believe it. 
when he came back together, though, they couldn't believe it even more so. They said, they were like, well, this is an anomaly. We, we, we can't tell anybody about this. And they, for a long time, kept it a secret. But uh, they put him in a little asylum, and he, you know, every 15 minutes explodes. Every, you know, he'd explode. 15 minutes later, he'd reanimate. Then 15 minutes later, he explodes again. I guess not every 15 minutes he does it, but he, he's on a cycle. A 15 minute cycle of 15 minutes. And um, he's the strangest, strangest, cutest, co co most dis just a desirable little, just a really honest little boy. Really cute and just fun. And he, and, he, and he tells clown jokes. He tells these crazy clown jokes. I don't know where he gets them at, but ever since he's been little, he's been telling clown jokes. And, um, you know, and this is all written on the back side of his, on the inside of his shirt, from the collar down to the tail of his shirt. And then it stops right there. What we figured is that Krakatoa got, got out of the asylum or got let loose from the hospital or they just, just you know, they, they weren't able to keep the building or something. They lost the building and he eventually had to go wander the earth. And so he wanders the earth now. And um, he doesn't know he explodes. You can't tell him he does because he doesn't get it. He does not understand what an explosion is. He's never seen an explosion in his entire life. He's been on the earth since 1600s and he's still wandering the earth today. I met him a few years ago. He's a wonderful person. He's absolutely wonderful. He just loves making people laugh. He's a funny guy. I mean, he's just lad out funny. And as we figure he's probably in his 30s, but we're not real sure. There's a lot of us that have met him now, and we've, we've you know, we share the stories. We, it's, you know, we share his clown jokes. They're funnier than heck, man. I, I can't pull one off the top of my head right now because it, and it just wouldn't do any justice to it anyway. You'd have to meet him yourself. But Krakatoa Johnson, he got his name because he explodes like Krakatoa, you know, volcano, kaboom, you know, and so down. We figured that's probably um, associated with that somehow or another. We're not sure, but but he's just an ashes until he explodes. And when he explodes, it's just it's just mind blowing. Well, he freaks most people out, and it did. It freaked me out. I started to run away, but I, I remember some somebody told me, and I remember hearing this, and I thought it was nuts when they told me. But if you stand there and you wait for him to reanimate, that you he will remember you, especially if you're the last person he saw. And I remember one day, I, the, for some reason, exploded, freaked me the hell out, and I started to take off. But I was the last person he saw, and I remember that, so I went back and waited. And I wanted to see, is this guy going to really reanimate? And he did. That was the weirdest thing. I see, an eyeball flew right by my head. Fingers that were under my feet, and I didn't know it. He was in the bushes, I was in the bushes, too. That went right out of him, right back under his hand, and he just, <laughs> boom. And here he is back again. I made sure that when he got fully reanimated, I was right there in front of him. I, it was really weird. I'm telling you, I'm not saying this isn't weird. This is the weirdest story I've ever heard in my life. But he, when he reanimated, he remembered me, and we've been friends ever since. And I see him every once in a while. And I just saw him a few years back, and um, he said he was uh, he was out, you know, just uh, just making people laugh. Just I love making people laugh. He just tell, tell you the story. But I swear, man, he still looked like he was in his thirties, and he looked good too. Everybody, clown shoes, still clown clothes, still clown makeup, still clown nose, clown hair. You name it, he was a clown, and he was telling clown jokes, and it was funny and crap. I ain't never heard anybody tell any funnier jokes in my life. I, mean, I laughed so damn hard, I about puked. I don't know, one time I did, I laughed so hard, I snot coming out of my nose, you know, you get all snotty, you know, oh my God, stop, please stop, you know, and then kaboom, you know, and that was, that'll wake your ass right up right there. Especially the first time you see him. Don't, when you meet him, if you ever do, do not run away from him. He needs your help. We don't know how to help him, but you might be the one that has the answer to help this young man maybe not explode anymore. And um, so remember this, his name is Krakatoa Johnson. He is the exploding clown. Don't run from him. It's okay. Now, now I want to tell you something. I never liked clowns before. 
I still don't like clowns, but this one clown, he found a place in this old man's heart. So, I know this story sounds weird, but like I said, Cracker Toe Johnson, the exploding clown, is real. And um, if you ever met him, don't run away, because it'll be one of the best days you'll ever have. It's a little weird hanging out with him, and it really is. I hung out with him for a few days at a time, and it's really weird, but... Uh, he just keeps exploding, keeps reanimating, does it all through the night, all through the day. You'd think he'd be tired from all this, but he's not. He just doesn't understand any of it because he doesn't see it, sense it. He doesn't even have a knowledge of it. He just, it just happens. And um, when you meet him, tell him, tell him old buzzard said hi. Y'all have a great day now. Bye bye. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and uh, I think every one of us probably met him at one time or another in our lives. I mean. issue or not, because really that story is about anger, and it's about the exploding anger, it's about that kind of anger that people get when they just get all explosive and they go crazy and do stupid stuff, and, you know, sometimes it's kind of funny watching them, because they're popping, you know, and left turn, and go, you know, they're tripping out, but I'll tell you something, anger's not a, it's not a, a, well, it's an emotion we have, it's real, and if it's used properly, it can definitely do some really good stuff, but if it's not used properly, do a lot of damage, and that's usually what we see is a lot of damage done by anger, and um, I'm going to tell you something about anger, anger doesn't come just because, anger doesn't pop up just because there's no reason, and it may not be even the reason that's in front of it that's causing it to be angry, or that person to be angry at that time, or to be in that emotion of anger, okay, a lot of times things have happened to us when we were children, and it uh, shouldn't have happened to us, and it causes us to have anger, anger outbursts uh, later on in life, and the reason why we're having that is because we're saying help. Help, help. It's a freaking sign of help, people. They want to, what they want to do in society, I, I don't want to do this crap, you know. They want you, you know, anger management people understand this. They, people that facilitate it understand that anger is an emotion that's with us, that it's better if it's managed than try to suppress it, because if you suppress it, you're going to cause even more problems. But this freaking stupid-ass society of ours sometimes uh, just wants it to go away. And you'll hear people say, well, you need to stop me being, being angry. No. You have anger too. You know, you know what frustration is? It's part of it. You know what sarcasm is? Part of it. We all know this crap. So why do we do that to people that are angry? Why do we marginalize them? Why do we put them off the side? Why don't we go and ask them what's going on? What's really going on? Deep down inside your heart. Well, come on, let's get to the very bottom of this and find out. Because you know what they're saying on the inside? It's a little kid in there saying, help me, I was molested. Help me, I was raped. Help me, I was bullied. Help me, I was serious. Just help me. And nobody's paid attention to it and helped him more. You went, grew up in the time I grew up in where they, where they just slapped you upside your head and told you to get, get over it. You know, just get over it. You know, and you're like, fuck, man. Nobody's listening. The adults didn't listen when I was a kid. I got molested like freaking multiple times. The adults wouldn't listen. The parents wouldn't listen. Nobody would listen. Yeah, and I was a freaking sinking psycho anger, angry person for a while there, too. And I didn't even know why. I couldn't figure it out until one day I was listening to somebody talking to somebody else about something, they were talking about children getting molested and stuff, and it hit me like a ton of bricks, and all the memories came back, flooded with memories. And I freaking got up, I tore the, I, I was in a room with some friends, and I freaking practically tore that room apart. I was so freaking pissed, I started hitting everybody. Uh, not any ladies, but all the guys, man. When you, 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 one of my friends, he stood up and he said something to me, I wham, you got nailed. And I wasn't talking hit. I was talking hit hard. Harder than freaking crap. Harder, hard, I knew I could hit that hard because I practiced it, but I didn't know, like, didn't know anything, you know. Broke one of my friend's jaws. And, yeah, he's still worse still friends. Uh, he, he understood. I didn't, but he did. 
it wasn't until years later as I was dealing with these issues of anger, you know, these anger issues, why am I so freaking angry, you know? And um, it wasn't just molestations, it was the way my mom handled it, and it was the fact that she was beating me up and bullying me, and then it was the fact that I was getting bullied by other kids on the playground, being bullied some, by some of my friends, and I asked them, I hit them, I hit them too, man. I finally got over that, I finally got past all that by hitting them. I couldn't hit my mom, though, because I knew, I knew that she was my mom, you know, obviously you don't want to hit a woman, but you don't want to hit your mom. And I loved my mom, so I was like, I was being torn up on the inside. I had a bully that was my parent that was kept bullying me and pushing me around and picking on me and freaking beating me. And I mean, she hit me in the back of the head with a fucking frying pan. And not a fucking little ditchy-witchy little frying pan either that bends when you look at it. I'm talking a cast aluminum frying pan, which I still have out in the shed in my camping box. Uh, it's actually a nice big frying pan and non-sticking. She dented the damn thing out of the back of my head. Almost hit by... Abadula, Abadulangada, however you say that. You know, your hippocampus and all that right there at the top of your, top, base of your skull, top of your neck. She almost hit that. She actually hit right above it. I still got a flat spot there to this day. She don't remember doing that. We talked about it one day and she apologized to me. She goes, I don't remember doing that. She goes, I could have killed you. I go, I go, uh huh. Could have made me retarded. Could have retarded me. Could have fucked me up. Could have paralyzed me too. Thank God that she, you know, she hit me where she hit me out, but she fucking must have been really super mad to dent that damn pan on my head for some reason. I don't know why, because I never said a damn thing to her. She just got mad at me, fucking hit me from behind. She used to do that shit, just jump me from behind, kicking me in the nuts and kicking me in the freaking shins, stomping on me and freaking jumping on me and biting my neck and biting my freaking, you know, just all kinds of crap. And I didn't lay a hand on her. I threw her off me one time and ran. Ran out of the house, ran down the road, turned the corner, jumped in some bushes, and she got in her car to come, come find me because she wanted to beat me up some more. I wouldn't let her. Got in trouble for that day for running away. Cops picked me up two, two blocks from the house and freaking took me to freaking juvie court. You know, took me, put me in freaking lockup, freaking juvie court. I had to deal with a PO when I was a freaking teenager because my mom freaking went crazy on me and, and I couldn't tell them what was going on. I couldn't tell them the truth. I couldn't tell them because I didn't want her to get in trouble. I want us to get split up because she always told us, man, if we ever got in any trouble in this house or anything like that, they'd split us up. We didn't have a foster home. So we watched TV. We watched stories about kids in foster homes. We saw how bad it was. And in the 70s, it was fucking nuts here, man. This damn freaking stinking state in this country, this freaking nutsy freaking world. It was freaking crazy, man. You guys, man, kids growing up nowadays, you guys got it way better. You don't even know. You don't know what's being ch what it's like to be chased by 12 people that are going to kill you. You don't know. When, you, when you're just a teenager, you don't do nothing to these people. You don't even know them. But all of a sudden, you got enemies. You know, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know at all. So don't try. Don't, when somebody's angry, don't go over there and tell them why. They just need to get over it. You know what? You need to get over it. You need to get over yourself. Stop being so freaking selfish. Get off your lazy ass and go study some freaking shit and fucking learn some things so you can help some people. You know? Because that's exactly what needs to happen. You know what? This is part of the reason why we're here. You know that? So we'll help one another. We don't, we don't push people away. And then you'll hear this crowd of people say, well, you shouldn't help them because if, they, if you help them, then they won't be able to do it and they'll be reliant upon you and then they'll be reliant upon this and they'll be reliant upon that. You know what? God never said any of that. He said, help people. He showed us by his example when his son came here and walked around healing people and setting them free. So come on, man. Give me a freaking break. We're supposed to help people. It's all part of what we're learning. There's things that we need to learn, and we're not going to learn it any other way except for reaching out. Stop freaking going to freaking, you know, stop this, stop this stupid cycle mentality. Get freaking vaccinated. The unvaccinated people are dying left and right right now. Oh, who, I, 
Is everybody stupid or something? Everybody got up drinking the same stupid, stinking, stupid Kool-Aid this morning so they could be stupid because they wanted to be stupid. Because it's stupid! Your fear is causing you to do the exact opposite of what you need to be doing. And you say, oh, that's not fear. Faith. No, it's not. That's fear. No, it is that. That is fear. You're afraid of this freaking medication or whatever. You're afraid of this freaking medication. Oh, they're afraid they're going to get the mark of the beast if they take the medication because they can put it in an RFD chip and it can be microchipped or whatever and blah, 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 blah. Stupid people. That is not right. I'm not talking about you guys. I'm talking about anybody that's listening to that crap and believing that crap that's just freaking... You know what that is? Superstition is sewn into a freaking... into a piece of prophecy. It's not going to come that way. No, you're going to know it. You'll accept it. That's exactly what it says in Scripture. You'll know and accept it, or you won't. And when you don't, you get your head, you get beheaded right down the spot. So they're not going to try to sneak it in. They can't. Ain't like that. And it ain't now anyway. It's coming up, but it's not now. It's the future. We might not even be here. All of us listening to this broadcast might even, not even be here when it happens. We might not. We might be already asleep. Anger management taught me a lot of things. It taught me how to manage my anger, and one of those ways is to go outside and punch a bag or hit a wall or hit a freaking door or something like that, but don't hit the person. That's where we cross the lines when we hit other people. We've got a whole society of uh, you know people who have been trained to, through watching TV and growing up, watching martial arts and stuff like that, just to hit things You know, when you're angry. It hit things when you're, it hit somebody when you're, you know, if they're in your face, you hit them. If they're, if, they're, if they're attacking you, you hit them, you know, or whatever it is. It's hit, 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 hit. Shit, man, I, I was a thief when I was a kid, and I thought it was noble. A teenager, I should say, and I thought it was noble because of watching stupid freaking TV shows and movies of thieves that were glorified back in the day. You know, okay, the, you know I'm talking about, like Earl Flynn and those kind of movies back then? Those kind of movies. You know, I, was, I was raised in the 70s. My mom was raised in the 40s and 50s. I was raised in the you know, 60s and 70s, and so you have... You know, a parent that's raised that little fell in love with these movies and watched them. And we would sit around watching them thinking they were okay. But nobody told us not to do that. They didn't tell us that. Or you might hear it every once in a while in school or something, but they don't teach classes on that. They don't even teach classes. You know, they need to be teaching anger management in school, starting off in school, grade school. Everybody needs to go to anger management classes because it's one of the freaking emotions you need to manage. If you don't manage it, if it's unmanageable, then you, 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 you crack to a Johnson, the exploding clown. Shit, man. <laughs> Give me a freaking break, man. They pump it in and say, tell us, oh, oh, you got issues, you got issues, you got anger issues, you know. And you got these ladies around and around out there working. They won't fucking marry a guy because he's got anger issues. But they love him, but they don't realize they themselves have anger issues, too. Yeah, I was going to marry this one gal. She used to beat her pillow up at night because she couldn't sleep. Not an anger issue. She got, she, she stayed away from me, I, you know. She saw me get angry a few times, and then she stopped, you know, we stopped dating, I'm like, that's fine, whatever. It's cool. This is before I took anger management, learned how to manage my anger. But there's a lot of things we need to learn how to manage that we don't. We need, you know, here's one, here's, here's one for you. Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts, you know what they teach Boy Scouts? Camping, okay? You know what they teach Girl Scouts? Business. What? Yeah, selling cookies is a business. Shit, you know, we should have those classes in school, at grade school. I, I should have had typing when I was going to school. I didn't have it, you know. Should have had calculus in freaking ninth grade or whatever. I didn't have it. I don't know how to do calculus. I don't know how to do uh, none of that stuff. I got a block when it comes to math because of my second grade teacher beating my head into a desk over math. 
yeah, I still got that block and I'm working on it, trying to get past it, but, you know, I still have issues with math. I get a headache when I start doing it. It's just, it's, there's a block there. I might take somebody outside of me to help me get over that block. I don't know. But I tell you what, when it comes to fractions, I'm fine with that addition. I'm fine with subtraction. And that's where it stops. <laughs> but I don't use calculus or any of that stuff in everyday life. Now, if I was a machinist or something, it would be a different story. But I'm not. I'm just some dumbass that lives in Boise, Idaho, sitting on a, sitting in a chair that's never really amounted to much in his life. It is. I managed to have some breakthroughs and sitting here talking to you right now on a podcast. That's it. You know, I was a cook and a construction worker. Pretty much it. There's a lot of things I can do. There's a lot of things I cannot do. I got blown out wrists, messed up back, messed up ankles. As a matter of fact, I, I back to walking again. Thank God. I had to get my high. I had to go get high tops again. I, I got some basketball shoes off of, off of Amazon. They're really cool. They got some really cool colors on them. They're flashy. Everybody's, I, I, after I had them for a couple of days, I was wearing them. Now people are asking me, where'd you get them shoes at? Those kicks are awesome, man. I like those. Looks like the 80s exploded on my feet or something. I like them too, but they keep my feet stable, keep my ankles stable from twisting. And, um, you know, that's what I did for 40 years because I had mad ankles until I didn't have to do it anymore. And then I blew out my right ankle, freaking not twisting it either, just stepping, just walking. Blew it out, man. Walked, I, I, walked it, I walked out of my tendons and some ligaments, so I did. But I, it's healing up a little, man. It feels so damn good right now. I wish I could jump a mile in the air and land on it and be fine. But the other day when I was walking, thank God I had on those high tops, I did feel the weakness and pulled to that right side, the outside of my right ankle. Pulled to the outside, I almost twisted, but I had them damn high tops on it. It didn't twist. Thank you, Jesus. Back to uh, some wisdom again. Where are the high tops? It's all good. I feel like big old giant cloud hoppers on my feet, and I can't. Especially, I, I go barefoot all summer. Okay, I, I, this is how I am. I, I, I start, it actually starts in the spring, and it lasts until um, I feel get cold, and they don't get cold until fall. Yeah, I know late into the fall, like almost winter, and sometimes in the winter I'll go barefoot too, but it depends on how I feel. And I work on rocks, I work on gravel, I work on, you know, work on the pavement, I work on, you know, my feet, you know, pavement can be hot or crap, I'll walk on that until I find it. I'll walk the shade spots, you know, I walk the shade spots, oh, my feet are burning, my feet are burning, my feet are burning. I've uh, stood outside, I've got metal plates on our, on our, um, Outside in our driveway, we've got this, uh, we got those uh, driveways that bank real slope, you know, it's not a, it's not a straight 90 degree angle, it's on a, uh, a nice curve, and uh, my next door neighbor's a metal guy, and he, he made us some nice big, you know, nice metal sheets to put out there to drive over, right, and um, I, uh, so we don't, so, because it bottoms out our car when we drive in there, because of the way the pavement's built up and stuff, it's the hump and everything, it's just got the bottoms of our car out. And it scrapes on the, on the driveway, so um, my mom's not around her driveway, and I drive up on the other side of my car. My car's not high enough to get up over that hump. Uh, it's a regal, built different, so it's not high enough. The front end doesn't scrape, so I can drive right up in there. She doesn't, and her car, man, scrapes the crap out of the bottom of the car. And uh, so we land, we grab it, give us these two metal plates, and we put them out there, and boom, boom, we drive them to the top of the nice thick metal, right? Quarter inch steel. <laughs> I got to wait until it's, it's hot as crap and go out there and stand on those plates and see how long I can stand on them. And um, without, you know, before my feet start burning. And they do, they burn. And it's hotter crap on the stand on but, but what I've noticed is, is that if I put myself in a meditative state first and walk out there and then do it, I can stand on it longer. And the longer I stand on it, the better it feels. And, the, and I don't know, it's just some, something going on there with that, too, that I can't explain. I, I, I see it, but I can't explain it. It's not that like there's a block there. I just don't have any words to put to it. But what I have noticed, though, is because I've done that over the years, that now I can walk on the pavement when it's super hot, and I can walk a lot further <laughs> than I used to be able to. And it just keeps getting like that, you know. 
as long as I'm practicing it. If I stop practicing it, uh, I lose it. Oh, but only for a few seconds, and it comes back, you know, once I start practicing it again. But I'll stand out there in those hot plates, but I was able to stand out there on, those, on, those, on that hot plate in 100-degree weather. I was actually 114 that year. And I was able, the longest I stood on there was one minute and 10 seconds. One freaking minute and 10 seconds is a long-ass time. I'm telling you, it's a long time. You know how long two minutes is? You don't, you really don't until you box. Get it? I'm saying, put on boxing gloves, get in the ring and box for two minutes. You can't do it. Even if you're a freaking super trainer, man, and you're out there running your brains out, and you're freaking out jumping rope and all that stuff, you still get winded within a second or two, and you think you've gone two minutes, and you've only gone 30 seconds. There's a lot we don't understand about this life that we need to know, and we're going to discover it when we meditate. This is the thing, man. You're going to hear this in church. Oh, meditation, that's evil. That's evil. Legion evil. Blah, 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 blah. They'll associate it with Hinduism or whatever and then call it evil and label it. And boom, boom, boom. Those guys are the freaking liars. Don't listen to them. It says right there in Scripture, Psalm 23, I believe it is. No, no, that's not the Lord's my shepherd. That's the Lord's my shepherd. What Psalm is that? Well, you'll see it. You'll hear it. When you, when you hear it, you'll know which one it is. Be still, know God. There's no and in there, by the way, in Hebrew. They don't have and. It is, they don't have and. They don't have vowels either. It's all consonants. I don't know. God. Or Abba. God. You know, I don't know. I don't know. You know I, I, can't, I can't speak Hebrew. So I'm not, not dissing on it either. It's cool languages. Very, very cool. Very beautiful. Very wonderful. When you hear it, it just about blows your mind. But I'm telling you straight up, man. Be still, no God. You go and look that definition up in the Strong's Concordance, and you find everything you can find about that. Be still, no God, and it leads to this one word: meditate. 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 Free yourself. Your freedom is going to come to you. That your freedom, you'll know the truth, and it'll set you free, baby. The more I discover, the more truth I discover. The freer I am. You know, I was discovering truth before I started doing this podcast. And I started doing this podcast because of that freedom that I have now to do this podcast without, I don't give a shit what anybody says about me. I could care less. You know why? Because I know who I am. Do you know who you are? And have you ever dealt with any of your emotional issues? You may want to before you explode like Krakatoa Johnson and freak everybody the fuck out. So excuse me for my language, but I'm being very colorful today because I am who I am. I'm not going to hide. I'm not here to hide, neither are you. None of us are. Don't let them suppress you anymore. Don't let them steal the knowledge that you have about you in this world and this lifetime and everything else. Don't let them do that to you anymore. Don't listen to them liars. Don't listen to them naysayers. You're beautiful. You're wonderfully created. God created you in such beauty and wonder and such amazement. It's out of this world. Baby, you don't belong here. You don't belong in this world. We don't belong to this world. That's what we're passing through. Learn. You're here to learn. Learn. Learn things you don't know. Because then you'll really be learning. Don't touch it all. We'll be right back. <laughs> Rev DDT, Universal Broadcast. Broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev DDT. Bye. I love you, baby. Bye-bye.